Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. It is the top of the week when we do uh, something we like to call strange news. Our adventures today take us to, well, they take us to space. They take us to the heart of government secrecy, and they take us to a grisly story in Alaska. Matt, I was thinking about this earlier. The past few times, you know, we decide a lot of this stuff on the fly. You've gone last as the third piece of the segment, and I want to make sure we're giving you your due. Do you do you want to start off by taking us to a helicopter? Well, for, first of all, I'm <laughs> get doing to the that chopper, on... Matt. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Okay, yes, well, we can get to the chopper, but I would just say, first of all, that's a purposeful thing on my part, because you guys bring such amazing stories to the table, uh, and secondly, you know, I'm just usually unprepared. So, let us <laughs> let us move forward with this story about a helicopter crash, very unfortunate, 
tragedy that occurred in Alaska very, very recently. There's a story in CNN that you can read. There are stories in every major publication on this right now. The New York Times piece is the one I originally read, so that's probably a good place to start if you can access it. But if you go to the CNN website, you can find a story titled Czech Billionaire Peter Kellner Among Five Killed in Helicopter Crash in Alaska. So there were five people on board a helicopter or there were six people on board a helicopter and five of them perished. One of them survived. And this occurred in Alaska. And this appears to be, at least according to initial investigation, to be related to a skiing slash vacation um, excursion. And the, the reason why this is notable and the reason why we're talking about it um, is because Peter Kellner was involved. And he is, in fact, a billionaire. He is the richest person from the Czech Republic. And he's a really interesting person. He isn't necessarily conspiratorial. If you look him up, you look up information on him, it's not as though he's involved in a ton of uh, outright shady things. It's not as if there appears to be some kind of motive initially or reason to want to hurt him. Mm. Um, it's We're mostly talking about this because when a billionaire dies, it affects a lot of people. And um, that's mostly because of employment that occurs with somebody like that. It, it, it you know, it, shares in companies that billionaires are attached to tend to either fall or rise depending on, you know, their, their character and how they're viewed by investors. A lot of times if it's a billionaire dying, that means a stock is probably going to take a hit. Um, and we are seeing that already right now with, with some stocks that Peter Kellner is associated with. I guess we can just go through and discuss some of the information in the article here, guys, and then we can kind of talk about it. And here is a statement from the PPF group. This is a Czech investment company that Kellner co-founded. Uh, it has a really interesting past. And, you know, we, we can talk about the history of the Czech Republic if we, if we want to a little bit. But mostly the most important thing to know is that it's an investment company, large, large company called PPF Group. They said, with great sadness, PPF announces that Peter Kellner tragically passed away in a helicopter accident in the Alaskan mountains. His professional life was known for his incredible work ethic and creativity, but his private life belonged to his family. Let's talk about Kellner's involvement with PPF. Mm -hmm. So he co-founded it in 1991, quite a while ago, and it was specifically to, to work in the Czech economy as it was being privatized. There were a lot of state-owned companies and services that were being privatized. And this PPF group, what they would do is go in and basically take a company that was owned by the state and turn it into a private company. They would also just inject cash that was needed for that transition. And then they would have part ownership sometimes. Other times they would own outright like a lot of companies. Um, Kellner himself owned nearly 99% of the firm, according mm -hmm. to CNN. And he has stakes in more than two dozen other companies around the world. And that's according to his own website that you can go to. It's a ppf.eu. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about helicopters. Ben, just from your, your experience on car stuff with all things that, oh, what is the phrase? Car stuff, all things that float, fly, swim, or drive, Matt. That's it. Okay. 
so I forget swim is in there too, of like a submarine or anything like that. So helicopters are a weird thing, Ben. And just this concept that you could have a propeller that moves a, a thing up into the air and then can propel itself very quickly just by angling slightly differently that that one propeller. It's not a propeller. The blades the of the helicopter. rotors at the top. Uh, the, the rotors. Spin- Thank rotors you. are spinning the blades. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, and, and then this tiny little set of rotors in the back that just keeps you going straight or turns, you know, s- turns you, strafes you. Um, these things have always really freaked me out personally, just because it, I, I have, I have heard stories of how difficult it is to master a helicopter and the controls that are so, so not finicky. That's not the right word. They're just very delicate. You have to be very gentle in how you maneuver a helicopter with those controls, especially if you're the kind that has the stick. Um, I don't know much about how frequent helicopter crashes occur, but I do know that there have been several notable ones in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Think about Kobe Bryant and that, that crash. Um, there have been a couple other large ones that ended up making, you know, like a viral splash where nobody really got hurt, but a helicopter crashed in a spectacular way. Cause there are a lot of dangers with the surrounding area. When you're in a helicopter, if those rotors hit anything, you're in big, big, big trouble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with trees, with power lines, with anything that's high enough in the air, you've got a lot of danger. You've also got a lot of danger with air currents. And uh, sometimes you can have problems with temperature and moisture in the air and all kinds of things like that. Um, In this case, everything is still under investigation, but we know for sure that it was an Airbus AS350B3. That is the type of chopper that crashed. And it was owned by Soloy Helicopters, S-O-L-O-Y Helicopters. They're based in Alaska. And they do, this is a really interesting company. They do all kinds of helicopter flights for different reasons for their miners that use it, like actual M-I-N-E-R-S who are out there looking for natural resources. Um, they've got all kinds of interesting stuff with the military that, that they've done. Anyway, it's an interesting company. So that is the specific type of helicopter that crashed. Oh man! And they they uh, this helicopter. First, this is a tragedy. I don't mean to laugh. Uh, I'm not laughing about the unfortunate demise here, especially given that uh, this man in particular was pretty young to die this way. I was laughing because hella they were hella skiing, like H E L I skiing, not like California a lot of skiing, hella skiing. They were doing something called heli-skiing. Uh, and because this involves helicopters, it may not be a pursuit for everyone. If you're not too familiar with helicopters, probably one of the best ways to describe them is the motorcycles of the sky. Uh, that's that's a maybe a little bit of a... Maybe a a little bit of a snarky phrase, but it's not inaccurate because they are very sensitive machines. And you can think of aircraft similar to the way, for all the video game fans in the audience today, similar to the way you would think of characters in a fighting game like Tekken or uh, what's an older one? Killer Instinct or something like that. Keep it simple. Say Street Fighter. 
you're sacrificing something with the helicopter. You know, you're sacrificing your tank status, you're sacrificing your offensive status, all in exchange for a kind of nimbleness that just cannot be matched by, you know, uh, like your typical Boeing or something. That's why helicopters have uh, continued to be used. They can get to places that other aircraft simply cannot at this time. And that's, yes, that's even counting VTOL or vertical takeoff landing vehicles. Those are the really cool, like G.I. Joe looking toy ones where the wings flip from horizontal to vertical and they just kind of up into the air and somehow don't crash. We still, we're still not there officially. Uh, as far as uh, governments have revealed. But helicopters themselves, I think helicopter pilots are incredibly brave. And the vast majority of helicopter accidents come, like the the most common mechanical failure is going to be a rotor detaching from the engine, which is trouble very quickly. Uh, but the most common overall cause of a crash is pilot error. And that can be especially but that can be even more common in a place that has a lot of inclement weather conditions. Like Alaska can be brutal, depending on where you're flying, for the air currents that you just described, Matt, for the possibility of storms. Uh, this, mm-hmm. this is definitely this is definitely a risky endeavor. But then again, you know, if you're a billionaire and wants to go hella skiing, you can't do that with yeah. your private jet. There's not a runway. Yeah. So let, let's talk about what that means for hella skiing or for, for going on a ski trip. A lot of times you would go up on a gondola or, you know, uh, go up the slopes, essentially just sit on something that then moves you up the mountain. In this case, hella skiing, you're literally jumping on a helicopter and being flown or being taken up to a high spot, a far flung spot where there are not a lot of other people around where there's a lot of I don't know the correct skiing terms. I've never actually been before. But there's snow that's untouched by a bunch of other people going down it. Can you say virgin fresh snow? snow? Undriven snow? Yeah, I've heard virgin snow. Uh, yeah, that, it's like that, basically. Um, and, well, let's talk about where they were and why they were doing this. So, according to a lot of sources, Peter Kellner and family were were hanging out at this place called the Tordrio, I believe that's how you would say it, Tordrio Mountain Lodge. They're in Alaska. It appears to be several different lodges that exist kind of in the middle of the nowhere out in Alaska. And they're a little expensive, you guys. Um, no way. If you want to rent one of these lodges, you can get some that are like eight guests, up to eight guests. Uh, and if you're going to do that and fill it up with eight guests, everybody's going to pay 15 grand per person or you're, if you want to rent the whole thing for a private event, it's $120,000. Um, and each of these, when you rent them gets this, a star helicopter, two loads, four guests per load. And that I believe is just to get the guests to the lodge. That's what that helicopter includes. I don't know if that includes the hella skiing. I haven't actually tried to book one of these dates. I apologize. I'm trying not to laugh. I just keep thinking somebody like putting their uh, thumb and their little finger up and going like, hell is skiing, bro. Because it's so much. Oh, same. Skiing. Hmm. That is yeah. some hell of skiing you got right there. I'm a monster. People so, are dead. Okay, I'm so, sorry. So, 
Okay, so you're a monster, but no, no, you're okay. But it's it is a it's it feels ridiculous because it's just this one trip is so much money is and so out of reach for a lot of people, including us, to you know to be able to drop the kind of money to do that kind of thing. It does feel a little weird to even imagine. But in but you know this is a man who he and his family have a lot of money, according to Bloomberg. Mr. Kellner, who passed away at 56, uh, was worth around $15.7 billion. On Forbes, it listed him as like being worth 17 point something billion dollars. But he was definitely in the one, like around 120th richest person on the planet um, when it comes to the, the billionaire status of human beings, which is the ridiculous like 0.00001%. Um, mm. richest people so he could afford 15 grand for whatever i want to talk about why there could be something else to this and then we're going to finish the story you guys simply because there's so much money wrapped up in this ppf group you can go to reuters.com they've got a really great ppf group fact box like a fact check essentially to give you quick information on what mr kellner was attached to what ppf was attached to and the kinds of companies that it owned and things that it did um stuff like home credit which is a consumer lender in europe and asia um there's a lot of money involved there and they the group got it i think pretty recently Mm -hmm. They acquired it pretty recently and they made a lot of money. I believe in 2019, they made 400 million euros net profit off that company. Pretty great. Second largest uh, lender in Russia, I think. But there's criticism that some of their loans may be considered predatory. We're talking about north of 25% interest in some cases. Yeah, some weird stuff going on there, but they made a crap load of money. But then when the pandemic hit and 2020 occurred, as we all remember, they lost 584 million euros. So they were net profit 400 million and then minus way more than that the next year. I'm just saying that's not good. That could be an issue for somebody. If you're talking about someone who would want to do harm to him, um, O2 Czech Republic is a telecom Telenor CEE is a mobile operator. Um, God, there's all kinds. There's the the Czech Republic's largest data and communications network, which Mm -hmm. was at 1.02, which we just mentioned, is this thing called Seton? Katen? I don't know how to say it correctly, but it's C-E-T-I-N. It's huge. It's a fiber optic company, essentially, that, that I don't know if it's an ISP. I imagine it is, but at least they're they're a comms network. Um, they were talking about going into an IPO for this, like an initial public offering. I don't know. There's other stuff in here that you can look at. Skoda Transportation, Central European Media Enterprises. It's crazy. Czech Toll is on here. Ooh, that's the one. That's uh, not Czech Toll, but uh, major media pri- uh, enterprises and companies in Central Europe. One thing that's weird about this that I, I don't know if this, this may be in the New York Times article, but there's uh, Kellner was actually the owner of the last major TV outfit in Bulgaria that was not state-owned or state-controlled. 
I'm not, of course, that's not the same mm. thing as saying like Bulgarian assassins got to him or something like that. This is a tragedy and helicopter crashes happen all the time. But now, because to the earlier fantastic point you made, Matt, now that a billionaire has died unexpectedly, nations, not just employees, nations are influenced. And this means that upwards for Bulgaria, upwards of 70% of uh, television and media in the country could become, you know, clearly government controlled, tied to the same people who are obviously oligarchical or considered oligarchical, you know, because the post-USSR collapse, a lot of people in in former Soviet states did the same kind of thing that Putin and co. did, where they bought up national industries and resources and became um, wealthy beyond the dreams of, of average people. So we don't know. It, and then there's the concern about his heavy ties with the government of China and Russia, of course. Yes. So there, there are a lot of questions. They don't, I, I have a pitch for you guys. I, I, I want to see what you think about this. I posit to you that becoming a billionaire or existing as a billionaire inherently ties one to a number of real conspiracies. Not necessarily bad. You're just such a big fish. You know what I mean? The water moves differently around you. What do you think? Crazy? Not crazy? Possible? Possible? I don't Entirely possible. Plausible, even. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy at all. Just when you're considering the amount of money, think about it this way. Think of the amount of money that you need to donate on a yearly basis in or like that you would probably donate on a yearly basis just to avoid the amount of taxes that would be coming out of your accounts every year. Um, when you're donating that amount of money, you know, that alone could be an issue because many times you won't know exactly who you're donating to. It may be, you know, a specific organization or an NGO or there are all these like places where your money may end up. Uh, they had the Kellner family, I believe it's correct. They had the Ke uh, Kellner family foundation. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Peter and Renata Kellner founded it in 2009. That's an interesting thing to look into. Again, that's, that's like the good stuff you can do with money. There's also really bad stuff you can do with money. We have no idea what Peter Kellner was doing with it. Um, and we're not alleging here that he was doing anything wrong. We're also not alleging that he was killed. There's an investigation going on right now to figure out what exactly happened. And just as you said, Ben, everybody is, is keeping their eyes peeled to find out if there was something going on here because a lot of people set to benefit from Mr. Kellner, his influence and his money. And a lot of people may have been spurned at some point by that same, those same forces. So we're just going to keep an eye on this one, keep our ears perked and uh, we'll let you know if we hear anything more. Now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more strange news. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we have returned. We're leaving... Alaska and the U.S. and Earth temporarily. We're traveling to deep space, but not perhaps in an inspiring, you know, uh, beautiful, fun, sciencey adventure kind of way. Instead, we're traveling a much more. Uh, Doc, could I get some like scary space music? Perfect. A much more event horizon way. A much more. Uh, early Aliens franchise way. You see, it turns out that a darkness from beyond the stars is destroying our galactic neighbors. I love how uh, Lovecraftian and creepy this is, but the uh, with, we don't really need the drama for this because the, the story itself is already pretty disturbing. Here's what's happening. So if you can travel at the speed of light and you want to uh, visit some local stars in our neighborhood, then for a while you would have wanted to travel to a star cluster known as Hyades. The Hyades are about 153 light years away. And if you look up in the night sky and there's not too much pollution, you'll see it as the V-shaped 
collection of stars at the head of the constellation that we call Taurus here in the West. The thing is that when you look at it with a a telescope, you'll be able to see that it's a group of stars that are bound together by the covenant of gravity. It's about 60 light years across. But what we learned recently is that we're looking at something that's a lot less like a uh, a brand new helicopter and a lot more like the remnants of something that crashed. Because this star cluster used to have thousands and thousands more stars, but something got them. Just in case, you know, anybody Whoa. was feeling too comfortable. <laughs> These are yeah, I think I saw a tweet you did, Ben, like this is the season finale we all deserve or something like that. Uh, maybe not deserve, but it's something uh, effectively say, okay, great. Like star destroying whatever, like <laughs> that's what's next. Yes, yes, right. So here's here's what happened. So these this cluster is about 700 million years old, which is a crazy number. And it's weird to think about that. Much less, you know, it's like trying to imagine what a billion is, you know? You'd have to be Peter Kellner to pull that off. This thing is anomalous because these kinds of clusters can slowly fall apart over time, right? Due to the change in the life cycle of the star and so on. But that's not the case here. Some huge mass of something hit them and then Kaiser so said the hell out of Dodge, the hell out of this cosmic Dodge. No one has a clear suspect. Our research fellow, Teresa Jarapova, who wrote about this and, and kind of got us onto this mystery, says that, you know, maybe it could have been a gas cloud or maybe it could have been an, another star cluster of some sort. But there's nothing in the vicinity that could conceivably do that, which means that everybody maybe it was fav- invisible the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. It means everybody's favorite spooky villain in the world of astronomy, dark matter, comes into play, and this is weird because dark matter is a yet to be confirmed substance. We know something like it probably exist. It would explain a lot of questions people have, but there's no, you know, there, there's no like, well, if, according to official word, there's no like top secret lab in a bunker somewhere where there's a little vial of just straight up dark matter and everybody's like, stay away from it. You start speaking a weird language. We think it's Sumerian. We're not sure. But that would be cool. Well, someone should write that. This stuff <laughs> is It's supposed to surround and inhabit galaxies. And it's, like you said, Matt, invisible, but massive. So it could potentially end up in a big, loose clump that interacts with a star cluster in a way that we can't see because our vision is partially obscured. We can only, we can only, we think, tell the effects and the actions of this dark matter. But watching it destroy something or watching the results of that, uh, would be like us watching an invisible person attack something. You know what I mean? Tear apart that helicopter. 
This this is strange because it comes on the heels of another recent discovery that there seems to be a massive structure of some sort underpinning the universe as we know it. Did you guys hear about this one? I did not. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning about this for the first time right now. Um, wow. So it looks as though the person that you just mentioned, Ter- Ter- Teresa, Teresa, mm-hmm. this person did run the tests multiple times, the simulations, because uh, it's just data and running simulations about like what could have caused this and what would make sense. It looks as though they're spending quite a bit of time attempting to figure it out. And it does feel like it's very early in the discovery phase. Mm-hmm. I am interested to see what comes of what comes of this, because that's yeah. not very far away. One hundred and one hundred fifty three, hundred fifty three light years. Is that correct? That's correct. So, uh, in in galactic terms, it's a lot like you walk outside of your house one day in a suburban neighborhood. And you turn around and you say, oh, my neighbor used to have a roof and at least a much bigger house. Where did it go? Mm -hmm. There are no missing bricks, et cetera. Well, that's not entirely true. The the way they found it is pretty clever. There are trails that they observed and they they couldn't explain what were described as tidal streams and tidal tails in the star cluster. Those are threads of stars that have started to come loose from the cluster, both in front and behind it, meaning that something out there in the ink is capable of moving an entire star. I mean, do you even lift, bro? That's humbling. <laughs> so we've got, we've got some excellent research from the European Space Agency, which is where Jerob Kova is, and the European Southern Observatory But the more they learn about it, the more they notice from those simulations that they just can't explain what's happening. But they can kind of get a sense of of the size, at least, without knowing exactly what it is. They believe that the best way for them to explain whatever is eating these stars is to say that it was something about 10 million times the mass of the sun. That's how big something would need to be to do this, again, right next door to us in galactic terms. Uh, And that is so big that it wouldn't have had to necessarily be a collision or necessarily be some kind of consumption, you know what I mean, like a black hole or whatever going through. Instead, for something that big, they would just need to have a, quote, close interaction. And what, what could they have a close interaction with? And that's why they're thinking dark matter, because even though we haven't proven the existence of dark matter or haven't officially confirmed it to everyone's satisfaction, experts calculate that dark matter makes up roughly 80% of all matter in the universe, meaning that we, listening to and making this podcast today, are very much in the minority when it comes to matter. Uh, We know that this stuff, if it exists or we theorize it, if dark matter existed, it would shape normal matter into the galaxies we saw today. And I thought of, when I read this, I wanted to share it with everyone because it reminds me of a project we did a number of years ago uh, where we thought, what are the various ways the world could end without 
you knowing too far in advance and without you being able to stop it, right? So like the decay of the natural environment is something that people can see happening over time. But we're one gamma ray burst away from the end of the world. You guys remember those things? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to learn more about these, what do they call them, Ben? Subhalos? Dark matter subhalos? Yes. This is something from that European Space Agency article that, that I was looking at, Ben. Um, it's saying that these subhalos are naturally occurring clumps of dark matter that are thought to help shape the galaxy during its formation. Okay, so like you were saying, if dark matter is not just theoretical and is real, then these chunks of it, <laughs> these clumps of dark matter end up being the substructures. It's so interesting to me. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to even conceptualize in my mind. Yeah. But it, but it would make total sense. It would make total sense gravitationally, I guess, or, you know, because that's, that's the thing that I don't understand. If it's dark matter, is it physically interacting or is it just getting close enough to have a gravitational pull essentially that then changes the star? Uh, I, I need to get a degree or something or take a class. I mean, maybe we just need to do more mushrooms, honestly. Maybe it'll make more sense then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I just watched the, the old uh, Snyder Cut we've been talking about, and um, there's some kind of galaxy-destroying concepts explored in that, you know, uh, mythos, I guess, with the, the mother boxes. And what's it called, Ben? The formula of, like, uh, the, they're, they're searching for, the dark sea, Anti-life. dark side is searching for. The anti-life, which I, I thought was a little unclear the way it was spelled out. I'm sure it's much more, uh, you know, um, fleshed out in the comics. But it seems to be that things like Infinity Stones and Mother Boxes and all that harness some kind of force that can, you know, on, on, the, on one side be of creation, but then on the flip side be of destruction. Uh, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about here a little bit, you know, the real science-y uh, impetus behind, you know, comic uh, tropes like that <laughs> yes well the uh the anti-life equation is uh pretty much exactly what they describe in the snyder cut it, it was just a, a different time when they were making uh dark side who came before thanos by the way I, I believe there's a story where marvel's creators came came together and said this dark side guy is awesome let's make one let's make him just different enough ripple is yeah, a little bit you know, I, I com- completely agree with you in terms of the look of it, but I actually brought this up with a dear friend of mine who's visiting who's a super old school Marvel head. Like he's, you know, pushing 60 and, I um, mean, you know, was in it when it was originally coming out. And I asked him the very same thing where I was like, you know, which came first, Dark Side or, or Thanos? And I do believe that what you're saying is absolutely correct, Ben, but the idea of the mother boxes and the whole like coalescing of these artifacts to make a big world destroying thing that, that was, I think Thanos originally. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That came later. Yeah. So we have competing mythologies uh, speaking together, but it turns out, I, I don't know, you, you know, we'll move on here because I don't have uh, much to report than there, than that there is, uh, a huge thing we don't know about uh, the species, the human species and all the creatures that live on this planet are essentially like the old trope of somebody who finds themselves in endless open water of the ocean 
unable to see what uh, swims beneath. That's the situation we're in. It just happens to be in space. That's the announcement for today. Everybody live your normal lives to the fullest uh, because we don't know what's coming. We have no idea when, and we certainly have no way to prevent these sorts of galactic disasters from occurring to our very own star. And I know I give it a hard time, especially in things like our sunscreen episode, but we do need the sun much more than it needs us. So uh, stay safe, everybody. (laughs) I don't know what else to say here. Uh, We'll pause for a word from our sponsors. And uh, provided we don't get consumed entirely by some sort of Azathoth-like entity, then uh, we'll be back with more strange news. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. (laughs) 
And we're back, uh, and and we're still in space. Nah, we're not really in space, in the concept of space. And we'll start off with a headline from Forbes, uh, an article by Danny DePlacido. Headline is, 2021 is shaping up to be the year of the UFO. Um, and uh, that is, you know, for quite, quite a few reasons. Um, first and foremost, it appears that we are about to get another mega uh, document dump from the DOD of declassified reports dealing with, you know, what in popular culture and, and science fiction and, and television and all of that is typically referred to as UFOs, but has been kind of rebranded to ground it a little bit in the concept so it doesn't seem quite as scary as UAPs. And we've talked about this many times, but that is Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Um, and John Ratcliffe, who formerly served under the Trump administration as the director of National Intelligence Community, uh, and that was from May of 2020 to January of 2021, um, recently on Fox News, um, speaking with Maria uh, Bataromo, indicated that um, a sighting of one of these UAPs uh, appeared to break the sound barrier without making a sonic boom. Uh, and this is a big deal, right? Um, simply because, you know, typically, as, you know, physics dictates, when an aircraft uh, g- reaches the speed of sound, um, and as it's increasing its speed, the pressure around it, these waves, these pressure waves build up and eventually kind of combine and coalesce into a single shock wave. And when the plane then beats that shock wave, essentially, you know, goes faster than that shock wave uh, and travels faster than the speed of sound while in the air, it causes that pressure to very quickly change, which creates an audible sound known as a sonic boom. Um, and we, in the science that we know and the physics and technology that we know as a civilization and as, you know, pretty, as a pretty crafty and technologically minded species, obviously have not figured out a way to, to not have that thing happen. It is certainly a thing that in order to, let's say, maintain covert operations, uh, not give away your position, that scientists and engineers have worked to eliminate uh, or reduce, but they haven't figured out how to get rid of it entirely. Um, And this report that's being discussed here that appears to be part of an uh, upcoming uh, information dump. Um, This seems to have been documented. Uh, And uh, Ratcliffe had this to say uh, of the Pentagon's position um, of some of the stuff in this reported sighting. Uh, We always look for a plausible explanation. You know, weather can cause disturbances, visual disturbances. Sometimes we wonder whether or not our adversaries have technologies that are a little bit further down the road than we thought or what we realize. But there are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things that we've seen. Uh, And this is definitely one of those. Uh, And in the reporting around this, um, there's conjecture that uh, it's not quite clear why he decided to talk about this at this exact moment, but that it may well uh, foreshadow a a massive report that the Pentagon may be uh, releasing soon and, you know, in a declassified form. Um, Well, they have to, Because Ratcliffe actually... That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Ben. And Ratcliffe said that prior to leaving office, you know, at the end of of, uh, the Trump administration, he was working to declassify uh, a lot of this stuff. 
and it didn't quite work out. The timing didn't work out. Um, so it, I don't know. It seems like a, like a, the idea of the the year of the of the UFO isn't too far off the mark with some of the things that we've seen. Uh, certainly, some of the videos that were declassified showing some pretty hard to explain aerial phenomenon. Uh, it does feel like we have acknowledged as a government, as a country, that these things do exist, whether they're, you know, we've talked about what, what that actually means. Does it mean they're from another dimension or from, from you know, some other uh, much more um, advanced, technologically advanced civilization? I don't think anyone's saying that or that that's necessarily the first go-to uh, explanation for this. But it's certainly interesting that it's being discussed so openly now for the first time uh, and isn't making as big of a splash as one might think. Yes, and I know we talked about this a little while back when this legislation was first passed through, right? When uh, we're anticipating it, I guess. But it's really interesting to see more and more officials come forward and discuss it like this, Noel, mm-hmm. just to hear what people are actually thinking is going to happen. Because, uh, you know, we too many times we've been through this kind of thing before where nothing really happens, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to um, jump to that, whatever that UAP or... UFO was that went so quickly, but didn't uh, pop or yeah. didn't make a large crack Did, when it broke the sound barrier. Didn't make a sonic boom. Mm-hmm. It sonic, but did not boom. Correct. There you go. Went full sonic, no boom. Uh, but the I want to talk about NASA's X fifty nine aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben's specifically it's reminding it's reminding me of the X thirty seven B that we've discussed before, except this one is manned. It's meant to have a pilot in it, at least one, and it is a fascinating-looking vehicle. Noel, this thing is crazy-looking. Did you see that? It's on that Live Science article you linked us to. I Yes. I mean, it looks like the X-Wing, you know, practically. It's, it has that kind of – I mean, it's like it got a needle-nose tip, kind of. Very, very tapered, uh, very pointy. Uh, and, yeah, really looks like a combination of some kind of spacecraft with uh, some sort of, you know, supersonic spy plane. Yeah, it looks like a pointy rocket mm-hmm. with a human attached in there and a couple of wings. As um, somewhat of an afterthought. <laughs> Ben, I'd love to get your take on this thing. Again, just connecting it back to some of the X, the X uh, project or the X class aircraft coming out of NASA. Sure. Yeah. So by ne- the, the thing here is that by necessity, a lot of these projects are secret at some point or classified. Uh, so it's quite possible that this could be some sort of man-made craft. It's also, if we want to play... Uh, a little more of the skeptical end, it's also possible that there was some maybe error in detection or error in technology that just didn't allow people to register the sonic boom. But I think that's pretty unlikely from the way it's reported. Uh, and and Ratcliffe, by the way, uh, is when he says we were hurrying to get that report out before the end of the previous administration, he's referring to that 180-day deadline that Congress gave uh, gave the crew to report everything about UFOs that they could reasonably declassify. What's tricky, and they have to check in, to be fair, they have to check in every six months, I think, the way the order is written. But to be completely honest, there are a lot of loopholes in this, and they pertain to some of those X vehicles that you mentioned, Matt, because if, if the Pentagon says, okay, 
we can explain this footage here. You know, it's our X98 cool whip, which we called because we thought it was a cool whip in the sky. Uh, But we couldn't tell anybody about it because then various rival governments will be aware of our capabilities, will no longer be able to use this uh, for surveillance or to use this for reconnaissance or to use this for, you know, in the extreme cases, an attack or a uh, rescue mission or a targeted killing, a.k.a. an assassination. And and the name is already trademarked, Ben. Cool Whip? I think Uncle Sam will take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> or has Cool Whip been a government front all along? <laughs> That's that's the point. But no, you're right. You're right. This like it does feel like this. This may be the quote unquote year of the UFO, the way Forbes phrases it. But also we've been in this sort of Alice in Wonderland jam yesterday, jam tomorrow, never jam today kind of situation with disclosure. So I would posit maybe not for the hardcore UFO enthusiasts or people who study this Uh, closely, like Greenwald, uh, the guy who made the Black Vault available online. Thanks if you're listening. Uh, But but I would posit that people are going to encounter a bit of UFO fatigue unless they see something really big in the coming weeks or months. Because otherwise, you know, we talked about it in the past. It's strange how quickly the, the most bizarre stuff becomes normalized in human experience, right? Like, we just spent a year sitting in our houses, many, many people, and that, like, pandemic life became a normal thing. And now, our reports of uh, declassified UFO footage or unidentified aerial phenomena footage, are they becoming normalized themselves? Because, you know, I, I can assure you, fellow conspiracy realists, we spent years waiting for this stuff that seems to come out, like, every month now. It's, it's bizarre. Uh, it's indicative of something, but I don't know what. Is it indicative of a change in government policy? Is it indicative of, um, as some people have proposed, a larger aim to like slowly break the news to people that uh, UFOs are real? And if so, or uh, UFOs are real and, and non-terrestrial in origin or something like that? I mean, if so, I, I would question the calculus there. Like, why... Why release that kind of information incrementally? I know there's a logic, but I just, I don't know how sound Mm. it is. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, All I know is that in this particular instance, the NASA X-59 was specifically designed to go super supersonic and not make a a big sound. Mm -hmm. And they are specifically, they were at least in 2019 flying it above select us communities to generate data from sensors and quote people on the ground in order to gauge public perception. So they could figure out, well, how, how much does this bother the people below? How many people are saying, Hey, there's a a weird thump that I heard. It wasn't really loud, but it was definitely a thump and I could feel Mm -hmm. it in the middle of the night. Uh, it was weird. I'm not sure what it was. Oh, and there was a thing, a, a light that was buzzing past really quickly. I'm not sure just, what that was. Just for a second. It was there just for a second. I heard a thump. I woke up. I saw the light. I went back to sleep. That's the yeah. kind of report they're hoping for. <laughs> but you're right. It doesn't. That yeah, one, exactly. though, Everything was fine. That importantly, though, it doesn't completely n- negate 
the 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 boom, right? It's just like a very good silencer for the boom. I think that's as close mm. as they've got it officially. It's an interesting place to, to to be. It's an interesting time to be alive. A lot of uh, very strange things kind of coalescing uh, at the same time, uh, socially, um, you know, biologically, and uh, now with some of this stuff. But I guess the thing that's always kind of blown me away about some of these revelations, I think you're right, it's that, it's that UFO fatigue, right? Unless we really start to see some real data come out, which I'm skeptical that they would release anything that would, you know, be game-changing in that respect. But, but we'll see. I mean, some of the stuff that we've already seen in little drips and drabs feels game-changing to me, but also it feels like a lot of uh, nothing's been really... It feels like underwhelming, the, the collective you know, response and kind of like, well, okay, that's cool, but not like mind blown territory. So I, I don't know. What do people want? Yeah. Short of just like a gray stepping out of a DeLorean, you know, and shaking hands with the president. Well, yes, if it got caught, yes, give me that, please. If it got caught in the Suez Canal, it would get yeah. way more news coverage. Yeah. It seems Throw that way. shade. <laughs> Anything that affects my, my Amazon deliveries or like my, Stock portfolio that that makes the news, but yeah, uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon, uh, not so much. And there you have it. You know, it, can you imagine how spoiled we must look to people researching UFOs in the past? Because we're like, uh, another video, another video confirmed by the Pentagon who denied it for decades. I guess I'll, I'll see if the memes are fire, and then I'll decide if I care about it. <laughs> but that's that's uh this is an interesting time and it's a, an amazing story to watch unfold and i think one thing we can agree on is that we know for sure this is not the last we'll hear about this from the pentagon because again they are obligated to produce that big report that uh you know it might be an info dump it might be an exercise in the overuse of black highlighters we just don't know at this point uh hmm. but that that anticipation uh, can keep us going. I, I really enjoyed this story, Noel, and I, I enjoyed, you know, we had an aviation space thing going on today. Uh, Matt, I, I agree with you that the, the death of billionaires uh, can move nations the way that some unknown force out there in the galaxy appears to literally be moving stars and may head toward us. We have no idea. We have no way to stop it. <laughs> But thank you so much, everyone, uh, for tuning in. We want to know what you think about this. I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm especially interested in uh, hearing whether anybody else has encountered or whether anybody has really encountered UFO fatigue. Please let us know. We try to make it easy to find us online. That's right. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter where we're Conspiracy Stuff, Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram. Uh, and while you're on the internet, why not join our Facebook group? Here's where it gets crazy. That's a fun thing to do with your internet time. Much better than the, just doom scrolling all day. Uh, there's a lot of fun folks on that group and a lot of fun topics to discuss and usually conversation around every new episode that comes out each week. Uh, not to mention that you can also actually call us on the telephone. That's right. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. Go ahead and give us a call. Leave us a message, please, at the very front. Tell us your name or the name you'd like us to refer to you as. Then tell us your message. Try and keep it as short as possible. 
Yeah, it's uh, exactly three minutes. That's how long you've got. And at the end of your message, if you want to say anything directly to us or one of our super producers, go ahead and put it there. And if you've got a message that is extremely long, there's lots of ground to cover, go ahead and don't leave it in a message form like that. Send us a good old-fashioned email. You can reach us. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.